some particular topic would triumph by a kind of natural selection and would become the common interest. So it was, I remember, on the last Thursday but one of all, the Thursday when I first heard of the time machine. I had been jammed in a corner with a gentleman who shall be disguised as Philby. He had been running down Milton. The public neglects poor Philby's little verses, shockingly, and as I could think of nothing but the relative status of Philby and the man he criticised, and was much too timid to discuss that, the arrival of that moment of fusion, when our several conversations were suddenly merged into a general discussion, was a great relief. "'What's that nonsense?' said a well-known medical man, speaking across Philby to the psychologist. "'He thinks,' said the psychologist, "'that time's only a kind of space.' "'It's not thinking,' said the time-traveller. "'It's knowledge.' "'Foppish affectation,' said Philby, still harping upon his wrongs. "'But I feigned a great interest in this question of space and time.' "'Kant,' began the psychologist. "'Confound Kant!' said the time-traveller. "'I tell you I'm right. I've got experimental proof of it. I'm not a metaphysician.' He addressed the medical man across the room, and so brought the whole company into his own circle. "'It's the most promising departure in experimental work that has ever been made.' It will simply revolutionize life. Heaven knows what life will be when I've carried the thing through. As long as it's not the water of immortality, I don't mind, said the distinguished medical man. What is it? Only a paradox, said the psychologist. The time-traveller said nothing in reply, but smiled and began tapping his pipe upon the fender curb. This was the invariable presage of a dissertation. You have to admit— that time is a spatial dimension, said the psychologist, emboldened by immunity and addressing the medical man. And then all sorts of remarkable consequences are found inevitable, among others that it becomes possible to travel about in time. The time-traveller chuckled. You forget that I'm going to prove it experimentally. Let's have your experiment, said the psychologist. I think we'd like the argument first said Philby. "'It's this,' said the time-traveller. "'You must follow me carefully. I shall have to controvert one or two ideas that are almost universally accepted. The geometry, for instance, they taught you at school, is founded on a misconception. Is that not rather a large thing to expect us to begin upon?' said Philby. "'I do not mean to ask you to accept anything without reasonable ground for it.' You will soon admit as much as I want from you. You know, of course, that a mathematical line, a line of thickness nil, has no real existence. They taught you that. Neither has a mathematical plane. These things are mere abstractions. That is all right, said the psychologist. Nor, having only length, breadth, and thickness, can a cube have a real existence. There I object, said Philby. Of course a solid body may exist. All real things, so most people think. But wait a moment. Can an instantaneous cube exist? Don't follow you, said Philby. Can a cube that does not last for any time at all have a real existence? It was becoming involved. Philby became pensive. Clearly, the philosophical inventor proceeded, any real body must have extension in four directions. It must have length, 
breadth, thickness, and duration. But through a natural infirmity of the flesh, which I will explain to you in a moment, we incline to overlook the fact. There are really four dimensions, three which we call the three planes of space, and a fourth, time. There is, however, a tendency to draw an unreal distinction between the former three dimensions and the latter, because it happens that our consciousness moves intermittently in one direction along the latter, from the beginning to the end of our lives. That, said a very young man, making spasmodic efforts to relight his cigar over the lamp, that, very clear indeed. Now, it is very remarkable that this is so extensively overlooked, continued the philosophical inventor, with a slight accession of cheerfulness. Really, this is what is meant by the fourth dimension. Though some